0: Welcome to Raising Your Spirits. Our hope is to help you make positive changes by providing guided messages from spirit. Tuning forks, crystals, and distance healing are how we pass those messages from spirit to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your vibrational growth with us. Your host for this version of Raising Your Spirits, Tony Ginnis. Okay, we're going to do a really cool meditation today to show you a, a nice technique about getting that off. My body is sweating right now because the more negative energy realizes I'm telling you the code of what they are, they're they're starting to come in. But I have enough high vibrational energy around me and they've sort of put their wings totally around me and I sweat like really bad because they want me to finish this and, and divulge the way they work. One of the things is that they use double negatives I'll give you some examples a double negative is when you it confuses the mind because the mind only works in positive ways that's your mind was created your mind was created to have things that you are going to do all right that's how your mind works when they say things like stop your negativity So you won't be a pessimist. There's two negatives in there. Stop, and then, or you won't be. Rather than saying, just think positive. Right? Stay out of the dark. You will never lose that way. It sounds positive, right? But it isn't. Negative energy got in. Stay away from something so that you won't be something else. And the mind gets doesn't understand that, rather than just stay in the light. It's very it's shorter, and it's to the point. And this is the affirmations that we need to make. Most times when a coach, especially a business coach, talks to you, and they're talking about, well, let's make some goals. One of the things that will be is, negative energy wants you to be addicted to earthbound things, money, fame, fancy cars, big house, because those things, they know that once they got you, you will still be unhappy when you get all those things. The last thing they want you to do is be happy while you're on the journey of getting to all those things. Spirit says it's not a bad thing to have all those things, but it's not the goal. It's the secondary goal. Your main goal is to find ways to be happy, find ways to be connected, find ways to give love. And then those people, when they get wealthy, then they're wealthy, connected people. But you can't go there by having that kind of earthbound goals to attain something. So when they say a goal, like I wanna be make a million dollars, or I wanna be able to, and then they give a whole long list of things that they want to attain, and there's nothing there that will connect them. There's no, you know, looking at the goals, it's like, hey, you're going to have to spend 18 hours a day, seven days a week to accomplish this. What's happening with your family? What's happening with your friends? Are you not connecting to anybody? And we see just statistically that those that just focus on money and nothing else Many of them are divorced, they don't know their kids, they haven't been invited to their kid's wedding, and they end up at the end with all these things, yeah, but they're alone. So then, was it worth it? But then when you're looking back, you're saying, well, this was my goal, okay? Another one as a double negative is, clean up your mess, you pigs, tries to tell their kids to clean up their room because it's messy. And there's two kids in a room and they said, just clean up your mess, you pigs. And so what that tells the kids is it's okay that I stay dirty because the double negative, because they just say clean up and mess. So it's okay to have a mess. And that's not really what the intention was, but that's what the mind deciphers in all those negativities in, in the double negative. Another one is, make more money and you will be happy by working harder. And any coach will tell you, no, no, no. We want to be able to make you work less so you make more. See, again, again, some of these terms, you have to watch it because it's got like hidden traps in there that for me to get to this goal, I have to work harder humanly, longer hours more intensity in the car all the time you know like a realtor or or like somebody who's always on the road and doing things and one of the first things that we say is okay how do we double your income by doing half the work and then people say what because they've been conditioned to work harder and yet when you talk to a billionaire do you think honestly that he works well, his income would be what? Maybe five thousand ten thousand times more than what I make. Do you think he actually works 10,000 hours or more than I do? It's not about intensity. It's about focus and knowing no when to step back. That's why they're rich is because they don't do those things. Warren Buffett is one of the wealthiest men on earth, and one time in an interview, he showed everybody his agenda for the week. And there was three things on there. One of them was playing golf. The rest was reading, researching. Because he has all those people underneath him. The tens or the, the, actually hundreds of thousands of employees are taking care of with other people. He doesn't worry about any of that stuff. They're paid to take care of problems. And if they can't, we'll get somebody else, right? When you're rich, you can do that. But when we have the idea that we have to work harder, that's the trap. So be careful when you get those things that you have to work harder humanly, because there's a human element here. No, there's a spirit element here saying, how can we step back so that the universe can get in and get those things for us? The other thing is, when you're setting a goal, what negative energy wants to do is have you say, let's say, for instance, I've had a client a while back, I want to go to Paris. And he checks out how much money it'll be to get there, and uh, he wants to do a run and so on. And let's say he's going to be there for six weeks, and it'll cost $10,000, let's say. So then the goal would be, I have to make $10,000, Does anybody agree with that? Okay, That's considered a secondary goal. Why? Because it's not the money you want. You want to go to Paris. So all spirit is saying, why even ask for the money? Just say, I want to go to Paris. Because that's ultimately what you're going to use the money for. It's not a secondary goal. Spirit doesn't understand secondary goals. Just say, I want to go to Paris. But then you might argue, well, how am I going to go to Paris? Well, there's 200 ways you can go to Paris without money. A few of them. Okay, let's talk about a few of them. A contest. Somebody could buy a ticket, transferable, and at the last minute, they can't go. If they don't give it to somebody, it's lost. And If you're a good friend, hey, I got this ticket, I, I can't go. Uh, I can transfer it to you. Are you you interested? Didn't cost you anything. An inheritance, insurance thing, whatever happens. You don't need the money. Let the way it's going to come to you be decided by those energies that if you need to be in Paris for whatever reason, whether it's a spiritual growth thing or whether it's something that you need to be there and it's all you see is Eiffel Tower's, then yeah, you could put Eiffel Towers throughout your house. I'm going to Paris. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I'm going. When it's that strong, it's going to work. I want to move to Florida, as somebody wrote on there. And that's it. That's all you need to say is that you're going to move to Florida. With negative energy, as long as we can spot it, that's really half of the work is spotting negativity, as subtle as it might be. How do we look at these energies? How do we really decipher it? Well, first of all, when we start working on ourselves and really start looking at who we are, like you know your house very well. When we're faced with a problem where it comes to us, our main focus is to be be able to identify energies that are coming in that aren't supposed to be there. What happens if one day you come home, and in the corner somewhere, a person is sitting in the corner, not saying a word? Are you going to notice that? Chances are you will. Why? Because you know your home inside and out. You know if there's somebody there, but they don't have to say anything. What are you doing here? When we equate that to people's energy, we could have a crowd of people in your energy and you, many people would never know. I'm fat. I'm too short. I'm skinny. I'm whatever. There's always something wrong with it. There, there's a crowd of people. Or I'm not enough. That's another energy. When we really know ourselves, and that's where we, you know yourself, you cleaned your house from top to bottom, you know every nook and cranny of your home. By going through the same process through your energy, you'll start to see which is something that you can easily identify with. The first thing you do, as soon as you realize that something has come in, for instance, if somebody says something in a party, I always like to use this example. Somebody says something insulting or indignant or not very appropriate in a party, as soon as you acknowledge it, you can, first of all, tell the energy, just in your mind, I see you. So, you are acknowledging to yourself that I see this energy. The second thing is, in your mind, you can send it back and you can say, nice try. I see you. And then, to address that, you can say, "Pardon me." Would you like to repeat that? So, if somebody says something insulting, it's a joke. Everybody starts laughing. Oh yeah, your cooking is terrible. Or you you burn everything. You all and that's another thing. When they use the word "always," you always burn food. You always are late. You always are whatever it is. Negative energy loves that. Because as soon as you agree to something, like always, really, always, every single time, and we know mathematically that's impossible, even if a person that is chronically late will be on time for one thing <laughs> something, okay, so it's not always, so be very careful when you hear the word always, you always, so when your kids say, yeah, you always um, are, are are not doing your homework or you always never do this or that. So be careful with that. So as soon as that energy says something and it's like they say that, okay, you've burnt the food and you just say, I don't burn all the food. No, this was Cajun. It was supposed to be like this. I just didn't tell you. And as soon as you say, pardon me, they realize that that energy backs off and then now the human is there the human realizes, okay, what just came out of my mouth? Because it is like that. Sometimes things come out of our mouth and we have no idea how. It's that energy. But we never say that it's a disrespectful person from an energy perspective. We never say that. It's a disrespectful energy that's attached to it. And when people say a person deserves a second chance, well, what that really means is that we've forgiven the energy for now. And so, hopefully, the next time, the person, before they say something, will edit it in their editing department, before they say something that might hurt somebody else. Knowing what's happening is part of it. I, I have Wayne Dyer's book here. It's, a, it's called The uh, Vibration of Intention. And on one of the pages, it just screamed out at me, I think uh, Wayne must have connected to me last night because I kept getting this book and it was a certain part of it, and I couldn't find it for the first ten minutes. He says there's four kinds of people that are positively and they have a high vibration. We're not even talking about the 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 naysayers. we're talking about people that are working on themselves where they're peaceful people. There's four kinds of people like that, and you could see which one might be something in your category. The first type of positive person is this individual lives and vibrates to the energy of optimism and the willingness to be unjudgmental to others. Okay, that's the first one. Second one, this is an individual who lives and vibrates to the energy of pure love, reverence for all life. See if that matches what you do. The third one, One individual who lives and vibrates to the energy of illumination, bliss, infinite peace. Then the fourth one is an individual who lives and vibrates to the energy of grace, pure spirit, beyond the body, in a world of non-duality and a complete oneness in themselves. Now, I don't need you to put your hand up as to which one you categorize with— Just put yourself wherever you feel you're the closest one in there. The first one is this type of person, because of their energy, uh, Dr. Hawkins had a research for several years done, and he concluded that the energies that are coming out of these people will counteract several negative people because, realize, negativity is a low vibration. Simple as that. And I think we can uh, pretty much agree with that. One person in this first category that has the energy of optimism and willingness to be non-judgmental will counteract the whatever the energy is for ninety thousand people that are in the negative category. Just that you're a little optimistic, you'll actually counterreact ninety thousand of those negative people. In the second group, this is a person who is individual who lives and vibrates to pure love and reverence of all life. If that's you, you will counteract 750,000 negative people, energetically. The third one is this individual that vibrates to this energy, illuminates bliss, infinite peace. You will actually counterbalance 10 million negative people. The fourth one. An individual who lives and vibrates to this energy in this fourth category with pure spirit beyond their body of non-duality and will counter-react the negativity of 70 million negative people that are miserable. So what does that say? It goes on to more about it, but in the essence, it says, without you, without those positive people this world would have exploded long ago. (laughs) Because that's all it takes. You have such power. It is such a low vibration, but yet we give it such high standards. I'm negative today. I don't feel good today. I'm not myself, or I don't feel like I can do whatever I can do. And then you sort of get into that lower, and then you, you can't counteract as many people once you get into the lower, when you're down. Now, there's a big difference between being down and being pessimistic. Pessimistic is a chronic, my life is worthless, I'll never do anything. Or you could just say one day, oh my God, my life is just like crap. But you don't mean it. That's different. That is not chronic. That is just, you've had a bad day. And spirit does not see that as bad. Because humanly, we can go through a tough time. We will vent, what they call it. Venting it is okay. It's not the same thing. You do have that buffer of time that you won't. But it's amazing that just the people right here, right now with us, we can literally counteract uh, hundreds of millions of, of people that are negative. That's the power that you have. Whether or not you feel it or not, it is there. This is the end of Part 2, Cruel to be Kind. Now go over to Part 3 for the meditation. Thank you for listening to Raising Your Spirits. If there is a subject you would like to hear in a future podcast or would like to book a session with Tony, reach out to his Facebook group at Janice Shields Natural Healing Center or group tuning classes with Tony on his online virtual weekly classes. The YouTube channel is Suzanne and Tony 17. That's Suzanne and Tony all one word and the number 17. And the website is lovehigherself.com. Until next time. Namaste.